Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL. Time to talk a little college football recruiting with one of the very best covering it right now, Hank South of our very own Bama Online staff. Hank, it's been a little while. I know it's been a little bit quiet on the uh, commitment circuit here in the last couple weeks, but uh, I guess with 21 commitments, uh, had to take a brief respite at some point for this for this group. Yeah, I had to dust off my podcasting equipment today to, to get ready. But uh, but no, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a little bit quieter. Um, I, I think the last commitment or, or the last commitment was uh, Robbie Ooch, the tight end earlier this month um, to to bring Bama to 21 commitments and and uh, and retake the number one spot in the 24 seven sports recruiting rankings. So um, that's kind of where we stand right now. Number one class in the country, obviously number one class in the SEC and uh, and a pretty good average rating per commit as well holding there at uh 0.939 so um all all uh firing on all cylinders alabama recruiting is right now um and it it looks like it you know while it is a little bit slower there's still you know a handful of storylines we're we're tracking as we uh get deeper into the fall yeah some five-star storylines are still out there that we're going to get into on the podcast today but it is interesting because we're going into the opening weekend of the college football season for the Southeastern Conference. And I know for you and Tim Watts and uh, folks who cover this stuff on a daily basis, it's got to be interesting to see, you know, from a freshman perspective, not only for the particular programs that, that you cover, but just around college football guys that you've gotten to know more about through the process uh, for 2020 specifically and you know how it's sort of translating onto some depth charts and you know we'll talk with you a little bit about how it's played out with Alabama to this point but you know a guy we talked about a lot was Enos Rakestraw the corner I believe from the state of Texas it looked like it was Alabama Missouri a couple other schools in the mix there down the stretch uh, Rakestraw signs with Missouri and lo and behold, the depth chart for the Tigers comes out here in the last couple of days. And there he is as a starting corner going <laughs> against Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, and the rest of those Alabama receivers on Saturday. Yeah. He's got his work cut out for him in his first start. Um, it, you know, every, every cycle we see, a handful of guys, you know, pop up late. Obviously, the coaching staff um, is always evaluating guys. They're always watching senior seasons, seeing how guys develop. And and Enos Rakestraw was a guy that Alabama and several other schools, I, I think, you know, after his senior season last fall, besides just Alabama, I think, uh, well, I know Texas offered him. I think Georgia offered him. Um, he got a, a handful of SEC offers and, and programs pushing to add him in that late signing period in February. And and I think in the end, it came down to Alabama, Missouri, and Texas. 
Um, but obviously, you know, all signs ahead of signing day were pointing to Alabama holding a slight edge. It looked like they had kind of um, pulled ahead for him. Um, but if it wasn't going to be Alabama, many thought it was going to be Texas, um, which was also, I believe, a late offer for him um, uh, who, out of Duncanville, Texas, which is where, coincidentally, Kendrick Blackshire, Alabama's 2021 linebacker commit, is is playing his senior season. Um, but back to Rake Straw. Um, obviously, he shocks the, uh, the recruiting world on national signing day morning of and and uh and commits to missouri um and, and signs with the tigers and you know you kind of look back at you know what led him to that decision and, and he i was looking at a, at a story on this earlier um to kind of refresh on it and he was talking about how uh, i think one of the bigger factors was they offered him prior to everybody else jumping in the mix for him uh, he said it felt like family they never really changed up their pitch they were always there um you know recruiting him hard prior to all the other um, bigger offers in the sec that came in january and so i think that really stuck with him and meant something to him and and, and he committed to mizzou um so uh, you know I'm, I'm curious to see how how he plays this weekend um especially with such a, a large task at hand to uh to defend this this alabama wide receiving core yeah and a guy that obviously the opportunity at missouri was there mm-hmm. because you look at alabama with patrick sertan the second back the expectation that Josh Job going into his third year is going to take another step. Uh, Marcus Banks, you also had other guys in this class. Alabama took a junior college corner in uh, yeah. Ronald Williams. So uh, probably a, a pathway to the field never hurts either. Uh, and obviously, I think Missouri uh, was able to offer that. And that's not to take away from what Rake Straw has done to put himself in this position because we heard from Missouri head coach Elijah Drinkwitz on Wednesday. And he said, look, you know, this wasn't handed to, to Rakestraw as a true freshman or uh, you have to come in and, and win the job outright. It has to be the equivalent of a knockout in boxing. You're not going to win on cards on points. If you're a true freshman, you're going to have to be clearly the better uh, player. And uh, that appears to have been the case. Uh, with Ennis Rakestraw at the University of Missouri. What about Alabama from that perspective, knowing what you knew and still know about all these guys, this incredible class for the 2020 cycle? Did the did the name sort of show up the way you expected? I mean, Bryce Young in that mix at quarterback with Mac Jones, um, seeing some true freshman running backs in that mix behind Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, defensively, of course, with Will Anderson, Drew Sanders, uh, Brian Branch, Malachi Moore. Uh, Were those kind of the names that you anticipated seeing in the spots where they sort of fell on this depth chart? I I think, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, it's always kind of, you know, still surprising when you see true freshmen listed as starters on the depth chart. But I think a guy like Will Anderson, the talent, I mean, this linebackers class Alabama signed in, uh, in, in 2020. I mean, one of these guys was, destined to play early if not if not multiple which you know we still might see but Will Anderson starting a jack linebacker first outside linebacker uh true freshman outside linebacker to start an opener under Saban um I, I'm not really surprised by that you know I we, we were we've obviously you know his his crazy senior season I think what 
what, 24 sacks, something like that. And then the performance he put on at the All-American Bowl, um, nobody could block him. I mean, he's going up against the best and albeit, you know, the high school prospects, but the best offensive lineman in the nation. And he was unblockable um, all throughout All-American Bowl week. He then put it on the field in the actual All-American Bowl. Um, and, and then, you know, he didn't get the, the benefit of going through spring practice. But, you know, he, he's so, you know, he just has such has, has such natural talent. Um, you know, he, he's he can learn. He can be coached. He, he's just an all around fantastic prospect and why you know 24 7 sports ranked him the number five overall player in the country and, and for good reason as, as we see now um so I, I wasn't too surprised about will anderson brian branch you know I, I thought he had you know the chance to play early um he was a guy that same thing his senior season playing both sides of the ball special teams he kind of did it all um and malachi moore I, I was a little surprised just because you know he also wasn't a guy that got the benefit of well none of these guys got the benefit of spring practice but he didn't enroll until uh until the summer um so he kind of you know uh he, he had to make quick work of that but um not a surprise with any of these three that are uh, listed as starters on the depth chart um you know talking to them throughout the recruitments these guys are all business you know you didn't see much of the recruiting games with any of these guys they were you know they committed to alabama and they were done essentially um and, and you know they were focused on just getting better and playing out their senior seasons um so not a huge surprise these guys uh these guys are all really talented guys i'm excited to see yeah you've got some guys that maybe weren't prominent on this depth chart too to start the season that perhaps as we move along you might hear more and more from a guy like timothy smith there in the middle of that defense uh as he gets you know more acclimated maybe physically and 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 make some continued improvements there uh, I would think Javon Baker is one of those guys when you consider that the competition at wide receiver is expected to be ongoing as we move into the uh, early stages of the season. We hear more and more from uh, from him as well. And, you know, kind of a shame with Ronald Williams, the the broken yeah. arm and, and the surgery that's kind of taken him out of the, the mix for the time being. But um you know, there seems to be some improving depth there at corner and at the star position in large part because of guys like Malachi Moore and Brian Branch. Hey, big commitment coming up. We're not sure if it's going to be to the University of Alabama, but we're going to sort of give you an early preview of where things sit with one of the very best offensive linemen still on the board for the class of 2021. We're going to do that and more on the Built by Bama online podcast featuring Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BOL Returns right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with more of the Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online podcast? Real simple. It's free. Easy as a click. You can do it. You consume your podcast. It's the Bama Online podcast. A subscription, a rating, and or a review would be greatly appreciated, if you don't mind. We're joined now by Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BOL. And as we alluded to before the break there, Hank, 
Uh, it's not as if Alabama's done when it comes to big name potential commitments to round out this 2021 class. I would say really on both lines of scrimmage, right? Alabama very much in play with a couple of three of the very best in in the high school ranks. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, Alabama with 21 commitments has the luxury of being pretty picky when it comes to filling out these last few spots in the class. And, um, you know, looking at the targets list, uh, they're all five star and, and very highly, highly touted guys. They're still pushing to add um, to the fold, whether it be, like you said, on the offensive line with the Marius Mims or even the defensive line with uh, JT Tuimolo, uh, Tunisa Adelier um and and some and several other guys so yeah it, it'll be um has a chance to be a, a five-star finish in in the end um but um it, it i don't think it's going to be anything outside of amarius mims announcing in a couple weeks anything that's happens soon i think a lot of guys are you know kind of playing this out seeing uh you know if visits do come back up or if they do take visits during the dead period. So I, I think, uh, I don't think we're going to see a stretch of commitments like we did in the summer. Um, again, probably until closer to signing day. So I know you recently had a conversation with Amarius Mims, the five-star offensive tackle from the state of Georgia. Tell us what you were able to sort of glean from that discussion. I'll give credit to Keith Niebuhr because he actually, he went to uh, Amarius's practice and got us uh, okay. an interview with him. But uh, he, he asked about in his finalists, you know, Marius Mims has narrowed his list to six, but the, the four schools that have kind of been in the conversation the most, um, and really it's, you know, you could say three, but Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and Tennessee, and, and everyone, you know, throughout the entirety of Amarius Mims's recruitment has thought Georgia would eventually win out for him. I think that's a fair assumption. He's in the state of Georgia. He's been to Athens during this dead period four times since August. So, you know, he's going to visit, um, Athens just on his own, not meeting with the coaching staff. Um, he's been hanging out with Brock Vandegrift, the, uh, the Georgia quarterback commit. Um, so that's, you know, follow the visits. That's kind of a, an indicator there, but, um, beyond just going to Georgia, he was at Auburn last weekend on his own visit. Um, he's been to Tennessee, um, as well, I, th- I think maybe twice. And he actually said he's been to Alabama during the dead period. Um, he doesn't remember when, and I don't have a date on that, but, he said he went to Alabama during the dead period, which is, is significant, but possibly even more significant is he plans to get back to all these schools one more time um, before he commits on October 14th. So that includes Alabama. Uh, you know, he, he says he's going to go back to Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, um, and he wants to go to Florida State as well. So he, he's got a he's got several visits to fill in um, the next few weeks prior to October 14th. But, um, you know, I still am of the belief that, you know, this will eventually come down to Georgia. Um, and if not Georgia, Tennessee is also in it real, real deep for him. Um, I, I don't think Bim is out, out of it for him, but the more, the longer this has gone on, you know, I think it's become more and more clear that Georgia, maybe Tennessee probably stand a little bit ahead of the pack, but you know, I, I wouldn't fully discount Alabama or Auburn, um, especially if he's still taking visits. So if Mims doesn't end up at Alabama, is the Crimson Tide good with the hall that it already has? And it's an elite hall as it stands regardless. Uh, or perhaps does it continue to work some previous targets, maybe at offensive tackle, including one or more that might be committed elsewhere? Yeah, you know, I, it's tough to say, you know, with the limited spots, um, I, I think it could depend on how some other 
uh, you know, dominoes fall as far as um, targets on the defensive line, because that is an important area to finish. Obviously the cornerback position is an important area to finish. Um, so I, I think they'll still be recruiting guys like William Parker who committed to Tennessee earlier this month. I think they'll still recruit guys like an Eric Cade from, uh, from Texas as kind of a under the radar offensive tackle. But as far as pushing, uh, I'm not so sure yet. I think that might be determined by, like I said, how, how they finish in some other areas or, you know, if they have a, have a um, you know, available spot open, which is always possible. Like we were talking about with rake straw, you know, there's always guys, they, uh, you know, they go after, later in the cycle, especially, you know, after they have that early signing period. So something we'll be watching. Um, and, and, you know, I, you, you know, you have to continue to recruit these guys and at least stay in contact with many of them. Cause you know, if, if you end up losing the kid or, um, uh, to decommitment or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, somebody doesn't qualify or something like that, you know, you have to have kind of some backup plans in place, uh, but not necessarily pushing for them, but, you know, just keep them on the radar. I guess you could say too, that one of the benefits of having, this stretch of preseason practices you're finding out exactly what you got at least initially in guys like JV and Cohen mm-hmm. and Damian George and I guess that could sort of dictate whether or not there's urgency to go get or pursue another offensive lineman maybe you feel good enough about those guys Hank that uh, again with what you already have which is a lot uh, you, you could potentially stand pat Um you know, based on what you're seeing early on from uh, some of those newcomers, not just at the offensive line, but I guess you could say the same thing for running back, right? I mean, you took three in 2020. You're getting a, a very good look at those three guys in the preseason. Uh, you know, maybe that dictate exactly how much you push it at running back because right now we don't see a guy, do we? Yeah, you know, the the only name I, th- I think that. Uh, you know, I think Bemba would, would really push for, or, you know, welcome to, to join this class at this point, at least, um, is Kamar Wheaton, the, the five-star running back from Texas, who is kind of an interesting recruitment. You know, he, everyone thinks he's going to Oklahoma and, you know, I think that's probably the team to beat, uh, but he hasn't committed yet. You know, he went to that Sooner Summit weekend a few weeks back in August um, with, with all the other recruits with Caleb Williams and all those guys. Uh, he didn't commit coming off that weekend. He put out a top three with Alabama, Oklahoma, and LSU. Um, so, you know, a guy we're watching, um, I recently saw he followed Jalen Milrow on Twitter. So, you know, maybe there's some uh, ongoing communication. I'm not at all projecting him to Alabama at this point, but interesting that he hasn't committed to Oklahoma yet, in my opinion, and maybe a guy we're watching. But uh, beyond Kamar Wheaton, uh, there's guys they have on the radar, you know, Armani Goodwin, the Auburn commit, Alton McCaskill out of Houston, the Houston area, um, and a few others. But it, it doesn't seem like there's been an all-out press to bring in a running back in this 2021 class. You talked about this extended dead period. It is now through December, correct? So, I mean, are we essentially just looking at um, a dead cycle, I guess you could say? I, I, I guess early on you had some junior days and some things like that in January and February. But uh, for the most part, this this is going to be a dead cycle, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I know there's a petition going on right now of, of recruits and, and their parents trying to uh, to get the NCAA to lift it or at least, you know, give them options to take visits. Because if you do think about it, it's kind of wild to expect somebody to sign with a program or or, uh, or choose a school without having stepped foot on campus. And we've seen it with Bama, you know, Christian Leary, JC Latham, Kadarius Callaway. They have never visited Bama before committing. Um, so it's happening. Um, but, um, yeah, essentially it's going to be a dead cycle. The, the dead period runs through, uh, January 1st. So 
there won't be visits unless something changes until uh, 2021, which is crazy to think about. So I, it'll be interesting to see, kind of see what happens this cycle going forward. You know, are we going to see more more guys kind of band together and, and and take visits just on their own, like we've seen at Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia, um, or you know, it, it, I think it's interesting too because now with guys playing their senior seasons, they don't really have that luxury of you know being able to kind of get a big group together and go see game or go to campuses or go see games um, kind of maybe as easily as they could during the summer when nothing was going on. So we'll see. I'm sure we'll see guys get to campus. We've had a few guys tell Devonte Smith, the cornerback from Ohio told me, you know, he's trying to get to every Bama home game with his cousin, Sean Alexander this fall. Um, and, you know, Christian Leary wants to visit. So I think we'll see some guys pop up, but as far as just major visitors weekends, that's not going to happen in 2020. Amazing. It really, really is. Well, Hank, as always, appreciate your help here on the Bama Online Podcast. Of course, we appreciate your great work on the recruiting front along with site publisher Tim Watts, the dynamic duo when it comes to recruiting coverage for us there at BOL. Hey, Hank, we'll do it again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Travis. There he goes. Hank South helping us out with a recruiting pod here on the Bama Online Podcast. Thank you for listening, and again, keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. Hang out with us there on the Roundtable, the premium message board of choice at BOL. For everything Crimson Tide, that's where you want to be. We'll catch up with you again real soon right here on the Bama Online Podcast. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts